This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast, all things Cleveland sports, with your host, John Suchan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. How is everybody this wonderful March, mid-March day of March Madness? We are talking basketball, we're talking more basketball, and we're talking the Cleveland Browns, who have been heavily involved in lots of very controversial activities this past week with the trade of Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans to our Cleveland Browns. Lots of things to talk about with that. So, again, welcome to the show. I am your host, John Suchan, and we are the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. Nice to have you aboard. Hope you enjoy the next few minutes as we digress and go through what has been happening over the last couple of weeks. We have not had a podcast in a while, so we're coming to you from our uh, stream yard, Hope you like the background if you're watching this uh, on Facebook or on Twitter. We've got our, uh, that was from last year's in the background, last year's NFL draft that was hosted by the Cleveland Browns up there in Cleveland. Had a chance to go to that on day two. Uh, wonderful time. Great, great experience. And uh, we have the uh, Brown season coming up this year. Lots of things that will be different. Lots of changes so we'll get into that here momentarily. Again, you can reach us at the uh, Johnny Cleveland Podcast. Again, you can reach uh, the show through uh, on Twitter on my handle at John Suchan, J-O-H-N-S-U-C-H-A-N. Uh, you can reach me on Facebook at the J. Cleveland Pod. You can reach us on our email at jclevelandpod at gmail.com. So send us a message, send us a, uh, a question, and we'll try to get that on the air uh, soon. Again, I'm also a contributor to the Dog Pound Daily and uh, King James Gospel, plus I'm a, a contributor um, with the Cleveland Sports Talk. So uh, keeping busy, and uh, we've been having a lot of fun uh, trying to keep up with all the news that's been going on, especially with the Browns. So so the Browns made a big, uh, big deal, a very big deal that has affected the entire fan base, and as a fan of the team for many years, my first experiences, my first uh, memories of being a Browns fan went all the way back to the late seventies and uh, the early eighties, uh, 1980, the cardiac kids. I've talked about that on this show before Brian Seip, uh that, that whole team crushed when I was about 11 or 12 and the Browns uh, through that Brian Seip through the interception to Ozzie uh, that was intended for Ozzie Newsom. And kind of shaped my memory of the Browns. And it's been a lot of heartache, a lot of uh, tough moments uh, as a Browns fan, from the fumble to the drive. And uh, uh, I like to also, before I get into that, I want to thank uh, the outdated podcast, out, outdated uh, the NFL News podcast um, with our the, his host, uh, Andy Kramer, who uh, had me on his show earlier this morning because uh with all the news of the browns trading for deshaun watson got to share a few of the thoughts there and uh, how fans here in, in the cleveland area are taking this all in so 
So the Browns um, very publicly went out of their way to share with the world earlier in the week that they were pursuing uh, the Houston Texans quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson hasn't did not play in the league last year because he was under a criminal investigation, uh, accused of that criminal investigation or accusations from 22 women who can, uh, who um, said that he, uh, there was sexual harassment um, involved in, in these cases. Now, last week, a grand jury down in Texas um, did not uh, pursue any of, of those charges. Those charges were dropped in the criminal cases. However, there are still many civil cases that are uh, to be gone through. Um, with that in mind, because of the criminal cases were dropped, NFL teams around the country started um, to pursue Deshaun Watson in a trade as the Houston Texans had announced a while back that they were intending on trading what started out as their franchise quarterback. He was drafted in 2017 out of Clemson. With that said, it was publicly announced that the Browns were pursuing that. Kevin Stefanski, the coach, the GM, Andrew Barry, the owners, um, supposedly early in the week on Monday or Tuesday, flew down to Houston to try and find, dine, and, and convince and recruit Deshaun Watson to become the next Cleveland Browns quarterback. Well, many of you know, Browns fans, that we have a, we have a franchise quarterback or had one in Baker Mayfield who was drafted by the Browns in 2018, the number one pick. So with that in mind, with going down to Houston, the uh, Baker Mayfield got pretty upset. And Baker Mayfield has always shared his emotions out on his sleeves, um, sent a letter publicly on his social media platforms that basically said goodbye to Cleveland. He didn't know exactly where things were headed, and that was, I think, Monday or Tuesday evening. With that said, a day after that or so, um, Watson was reported as not having an interest in the Browns and saying that the Browns were out of the running for his uh, for him coming to become the next Browns quarterback. So many of us, like you and I, we all uh, said, okay, you know, there's a lot of uh, stuff out there on outside of the game of football that uh, felt pretty uncomfortable. And um, so the fact that he was out of the running, you know, we were going to move on. Now, who, what might the Browns do? Well, in the midst of all that, Baker Mayfield then came out and said that he was requesting a trade from the team. So even the, and then the team, the organization came back to Baker and said, "No, we have no intention of trading you." Even though they flew down to Houston and tried to convince Deshaun Watson to become their next quarterback. So everybody's in kind of limbo, trying to figure out what's going on between Baker, the organization, Deshaun Watson. It's a huge feud. Uh, and then in the midst of all of this yesterday, late afternoon, Deshaun Watson changed his mind and announced that he was planning to become the Browns' next quarterback. He waived his trade uh, clause to become the next Browns quarterback. The Browns gave up or giving up uh, a few, well, three first-round draft picks, including this year's number 13 pick, next year's first-round pick, and the draft pick after that in 2024. They also gave up a couple second round picks and third round picks, but those don't begin until next season. So that means the Browns still have eight draft picks. That includes one second round draft pick, a couple third round draft picks and a fourth or so. 
So the Browns might not be done with uh, whatever they're going to do in this offseason. There's lots of things that we can talk about here in a minute. So all of this came as kind of a bit of a, I call it a shock and awe. Uh, I don't think anybody, uh, many Browns fans, after hearing the news early in the day that they were that the Browns were out of the running the, the day before, kind of started changing their tune. So this all kind of came as a complete shock to many people. And as you imagine, 24 hours later, the emotions of the situation, and you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a Browns fan, you might have a lot of emotion right now, as, as I do, as, as many people do. Because this is a very big moment in Cleveland Browns history for a team that has talked about trying to find players of, um, you know, good character uh, off the field and whatnot. You know, they, they kind of did the polar opposite of that. Now, the Browns have brought in players like Kareem Hunt, who have also had their issues off the field. And um, so that is also something that is, is out there. There are other situations with other players, obviously, that um, the Browns have on their team that have not had stellar off the field um, behaviors. And some of them are publicly known to have done activities that they probably should uh, have avoided as uh, young professionals and um, playing at the, in the NFL. With that said, um, this is really this situation and this decision by the Browns organization to uh, trade for a, a very controversial player. They gave, they're giving him $230 million of guaranteed money over the next five years. I wrote an article this afternoon for Dog Pound Daily. Please check it out. And the uh, title of the article is basically, uh, did the Browns uh, make a deal with the devil in trading for Deshaun Watson? You guys remember the old movie, um, and I mentioned this in the story, The Devil's Advocate. Remember Al Pacino played um, then the devil in human form. And Keanu Reeves, the old... uh, actor played a hotshot up-and-coming lawyer and in that movie uh the, the reeves gave up his basically his soul to move up the chain of command uh move up his ranks of of being a hot you know a popular lawyer with high profile cases and um so in this case you know where are we at with the browns and did they sell you know did they make a deal and that's that's a that's a big question. It, this whole thing has really divided, and many of you who have followed the Browns and and are faithful fans, and this can be you who have uh, maybe you're a fan that's been a fan since I have been, or even longer. Maybe you've been a fan since uh, you know just you're in your twenties, and you've been a fan since uh, they've come back since 1999. Either way, the the side stuff off the field has really affected people's emotions. Now, time uh, does things over time to a lot of people, and there's a lot of uh, raw emotion out there and, and anger and sadness and disappointment. Um, with the Browns and their organization uh, coming up here, I think, you know, as a, as a fan and as someone who follows the team and writes for the team and does these podcasts, I would hope that the Browns organization, as a courtesy or the least that they could do, is to make sure that whenever they have these press conferences and come up and people are going to ask them a thousand different questions, that they're 
that they uh, are aware of the fact, and hopefully they are today, of the emotion that has been gut-wrenching from so many loyal fans who can't quite comprehend and feel pretty uncomfortable about what has happened over the last 24 hours. There are um, many ways to look at this, and there's a lot of, you know, disagreements amongst fans and that that difference in those those um, those opinions um, anybody can have an opinion I can have an opinion you can have an opinion and we're all open to opinions I hope that the organization though realizes what this has done to the fans because to be quite honest and you you know that if you're listening and you're a diehard Browns fan you know that this football team is a, should be about the fans and yes, it's an organization, and yes, it's a business, and yes, this is about money, and yes, this is about the NFL, and that part of everything is out of control. And the fact that someone's being paid $230 million to play a game on a field that's 100 yards is uh, pretty astronomically off the charts crazy. Um, but that's what we've done in our world. That's what we've done with sports. And following sports and everything that goes with it, with the Vegas and betting and everything that goes along with that, that's where we're at right now. And we're paying these players, we're playing a game that we started playing when we were a kid, crazy numbers and just outrageous things, outrageous amounts of money that mean nothing. And uh, money doesn't buy happiness. Uh, I think you probably already know that. Anyway... This has really brought a divide. You know, you think about Browns historically, and I don't, you know, as a Paul Brown, the founder of the Paul Brown, you know, the Browns back in the day and all the things that the team went through, create becoming such a great organization. Uh, if he were, Paul Brown were standing here today and listening and hearing all of this, I don't know if he'd have a real positive outlook on what the Browns have just done. You know, we had Art Modell, Art Modell stripped this team, stripped this community of the Browns back in the mid-1990s, 95, and took them to Baltimore to become the Baltimore Ravens overnight in the dark. So Browns fans united, were able to unite in their hate and anger towards an individual in Art Modell. This is a little different, isn't it? Because if you're a lifelong fan... And you love those Browns, you love that team, and you love Nick Chubb, and you love Miles Garrett. You really are having a hard time today. I'm having a hard time today. Um, you know, how do you explain all the side stories? There's no explanation. And for those of you who continually are out there who want to continue to look at all of this just as the NFL and a business, that's fine. You can continue to have that opinion. But to the millions of Browns fans who have had to make some hard choices today, I've seen many, and maybe you have too on social media, who are canceling their accounts on social media, or they are canceling their season tickets to the Cleveland Browns stadium, or you know they're, they're dropping following the Cleveland Browns on different social media platforms because they're done, you know? And for those of you who say, well, you know, so be it. They're they're not really Browns fans. I, I I I digress, and I would hope that that's too bad that you have that opinion. 
because there are millions of fans who are loyal to this team. And I think the Browns, whenever they come out with their next presser, and there'll be many questions, they need to be upfront, honest, and start the conversation and be on top of what's going on with all of this conversation. Because they have hurt this community. They have hurt this team. And it's quite shocking that the coaches and the organization heads like Andrew Barry and the coach Kevin Savansky, who came in to this a couple years ago and looked like they were all they were, you know, doing the right thing and, and going about it the right way. This has been a real gut punch to many of us. Where this goes, who knows? But what it does say, talk about, you know, what it says now is this is a very small window of time. Deshaun Watson is 26 years old. He signed this guarantee account, uh, you know, this deal for five five years, $230 million. The Browns have to win. The funny part to this, and you as a Browns fan know this, the Browns have not been to a Super Bowl. Have they? No. Last time they won a championship was 1964. So the idea that, I mean, it's, it's, it's Super Bowl or bust. And Browns fans, you know how this goes. And... You know, it could work out really well. And, and Deshaun Watson, uh, statistically, and what he can do on the field, uh, on paper with this team and this talent, uh, could go a long way. And they could win a Super Bowl. And I'd love to see the Browns win a Super Bowl. I'm a, you know, that's something I've dreamed of since I was a kid, like, like you. But we also know that that possibility, even though we want to see it, isn't very high. Now, maybe it got statistically higher, but we've been around long enough. And to those young people who say, oh, this is going to change the Browns, it could as far as being competitive and getting to that Super Bowl. But to our older fan base that follows the Browns, you know and I know um, where this goes. And we want them to win, and it would be unex- it would be pretty cool. But under the circumstances, especially at the moment with all the emotions of, of, of the of the day um, there are a lot of answers lots of questions that need to be answered so we'll see where things go uh, the Browns will have I'm sure a presser coming up and uh, we'll be anxiously waiting to see how everything is reacting now in the meantime Baker Mayfield will likely be traded he hasn't been traded yet as far as I'm looking at the time right now two o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday but there are a couple of places that he could go. Indianapolis, I believe there's been reports that he would like to go to the Colts where Carson Wentz had been there last year. I don't know if that would be a good fit. Now, I've suggested on some, like the podcast that was on today with Andrew, um, that the Seattle Seahawks would be a good spot for Baker. I think having Baker get as far away from Cleveland to help him um, kind of heal from really uh, a, a gut-wrenching a time in his his uh week sure you know obviously i think that baker knew a lot more uh, he knows a lot more behind the scenes than we all do but i think him getting away from this region and starting a new maybe they'll have progressive commercial still um when he's in seattle who knows we'll find out um so i wish baker mayfield well i've said this and i'll say that i've written a lot of positive articles and i'm a proponent of baker he did a lot for this organization and 
I'm not sure where it was lost with him and the team because I, from all the things that you can see and even you know on field uh, how how the players would react, something was lost between the players and Baker, and he he wasn't really the leader of that team. The players weren't speaking up for him as much, and then with all the changes with OBJ story, him leaving midseason, now Jarvis Landry has been released and is seeking a new team. Um, this will be, uh, you know, a moment for him where, you know, it's, it's hard to, hard to see, you know, he did, he did, but he just did so much for this team. I don't think people give him enough respect, uh, for the stability that he brought to the position. No, he didn't take us to the Super Bowl. He did take us to a playoff win and he was injured last year, but also, you know, didn't, he underperformed even with the injury. I think there was the mental side of things that I've talked about that have really affected him. And hopefully he can get snapped through it. Snap out of it, you know. Snap out of it. That's almost how you feel when you when you see Baker playing these days. Because you could see his rookie season, and he would just throw that, sling that ball back, and you know, hit hit players with a a bullet of a pass. And his his footwork and some other things now just seem jittery. And hopefully he can get that back together, his confidence uh, back together. That will help. But what he did for this organization is tremendous. That he helped bring this organization back to um, reality and some success that we hadn't seen in 25 years. And his statistics really, to be honest, were have been better than other quarterbacks of our past, folks. Bernie Kosar is a, is a cult hero, a, a folk hero uh, here in, in Cleveland. But if you start looking at Baker and you looked at Bernie's uh, stats or even Brian Sipe's stats, uh, Baker was right up there. And there hasn't been a quarterback since they came back in 1999 that had anywhere close to the success that Baker did, or nor the four years of stability at, at being at the position. He wasn't injured until this last year and didn't miss a lot of games until he really didn't miss any games this year either, other than one or two. So thank you, Baker. Uh, we look forward to seeing where you have success. And if you win a Super Bowl, um, we we definitely are cursed uh, as a Browns uh, organization. Um We'll see where it goes. We, we love our brownies, but um, this was an odd week. So with that, we'll move on. So let's quickly just talk about baseball real quick. Uh, the Cleveland, the former Cleveland Indians are now the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, I know my stepmom, uh, Pat, doesn't like that very much. And a lot of uh, fans who are loyal to the uh, uh, former Cleveland Indians uh, miss that part. Of that of that team but now they're the guardians and they've actually uh they had a lockout in baseball but they came to an agreement a week or so ago and they are back on the field uh playing games and uh uh they're in spring training right now caught a, a guardians game yesterday i think they won uh they were playing the reds in one of their opening spring uh training games so good job to the guardians don't know much about the Guardians this year, there aren't a lot of, there's been a, over uh, several players that are new. So we'll have more about the Guardians as we get closer to the season, but it'll be different. I've gotten a few uh, Guardian uh, t-shirts and sweatshirts to uh, support the team. So go Guardians. And uh, so the other team that we all love this year and has been, has brought a glimpse of, uh, uh, success that we weren't expecting, right? Uh, Cleveland fans, the Cleveland Cavaliers, every game, my gosh, they are on, uh, they make every game very entertaining. 
they have outperformed anything close to what most thought that the Cavs would be at um, this year. Last year, they won 22 games. This year, they've already won 40. They stand at 40 and 30 on their record. They stand in sixth place in the Eastern Conference Finals. They have 12 games left in the regular season. The Toronto Raptors are in the seventh spot, and they are closing in on the um, Cavs. But the Toronto Raptors lost to the Los Angeles Lakers last night. Thank you, LeBron James, former Cavalier, for helping uh, win that game in overtime for the Lakers. The Cavaliers played the Denver Nuggets last night. And in a, another one of these gut-wrenching, uh, nail-biting games, they came back at the very end. They were down, I think, by 14 points. Came back in the fourth quarter. Almost won the game in regulation. The game went into overtime. And they were able to hang on 119 to 116. So the Cavs are, are doing it. They are down several players again. Jared Allen, their big seven-foot big man, has been injured again, broke his Finger, so that's left Evan Mobley, um, Laurie McCarnan, um, their other big uh, seven-footers back there, um, and they've been doing a good job. Evan Mobley, a rookie, just having one tremendous uh, opening season as, and just the difference maker. I mean, without Evan Mobley, I don't think we have anything close to what we have. Yes, we have Jaron Allen and Laurie McCarnan, but Evan Mobley has really been a huge factor in what's going on, and now that uh, Allen has been injured again. Mobley has really taken charge. He was, I don't, don't have the stats in front of me from last night, but he had more than 25 points uh, over, uh, I think about 10, uh, 12 rebounds. Just again, just another solid performance coming from a kid who is what, 19 years old, going to be 20. Unbelievable. I mean, we can't also speak enough about Darius Garland, um, Colin Sexton, the other point guard, was injured very early in the year with the Cavs and has been out all year with a serious knee injury and recovery. So Darius Garland has taken on that role, and many people weren't sure if he could take on that role of point guard and, and distribute and all of these things that, that he does, and he's been just dynamic. He made the All-Star game this year and um, has single-handedly just helped this team in ways that can't be explained all the time in conversation. But between all those these players, uh, the Cavs are doing it, and they're doing it in a really cool way. And fans at the at uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse were tremendous the last several games. Uh, these moments haven't been seen in Cleveland with the Cavaliers since the you know LeBron days. And by the way, the Cavs hadn't won 40 games in a season prior to LeBron being here uh, since 1998. It's a long time. <laughs> That's 24 years since the Cavs had a 40-win or more season prior to LeBron James being part of it. I mean, LeBron James made a huge difference to this Cavaliers organization. That's why we call it the King James Gospel. You can read our stuff from the Cleveland Cavaliers on the fan-sided website there. But um, so the Cavs are doing it, and they're doing it really well, and they're doing it together as a team. I've been so impressed with how they collectively work together. There aren't many professional teams that play like the Cavaliers do, so I got to give props to them. Uh, I'm still not real sold on JB Bickerstaff. There's been a lot uh, said about JB and his his contributions. Obviously, he's the coach. I've been sort of um, not as positive about JB in my writing for King James Gospel. I question some of the things that he's been doing, especially with you know the rotations and the bench play. I still think that he could do a better job. He's he's uh, circulated lots of different players at times, and uh, 
and I granted that there are many injuries, but there are situational things too, where I think there've been a few games this season where, you know, coaches make mistakes and, and, um, but you know, players, players win, win games for you. So, um, you know, I think JB has been a pretty decent coach for the Cavs and obviously they're having a great season. So I got to give him some props, but I still, you know, still, still wonder if he's the guy that really needs to, that can really get them, but to the next, you know, step, but get them to the playoffs. I think that's going to happen this year. Should be a lot of fun to uh, watch the Cavs. Just, it's just been exciting, entertaining um, every night when they're on. Uh, it's been fun too. Dean Wade, another player for the Cavs. He's been injured of late. Dean's from uh, Kansas. You know, as many of you know, I'm from Kansas originally, uh, lived there 26 years. And Dean played at K-State. He grew up in a small town called St. John, Kansas. And uh, it's been uh, fun getting to uh, stay in contact with some of Dean's coaches. Um, his one coach from middle school and high school, Kurt Fairchild, out there. Uh, it's fun times to communicate and uh, check in on what's going on. I know Dean's been injured. He had some issues, I think, with his, um, I want to say part of his, his ankle or leg. He's been uh, out, uh, you know, and I, and I, I asked uh, the coach, uh, Fairchild, the other day because he hasn't been on the sideline. But those of you who follow the Cavs, I'll let, let you know that he is in attendance at the games. Apparently he's getting uh, some sort of therapy uh, off off uh, off the court during the game. So he is in-house. He is there. Nothing. He's just working through an injury and should be uh, hopefully good to go here, I would hope, maybe in the next week or so. Um, so it's, it's cool to see that. Dean Wade is such a great – I mean, I'll, I'd go on and on because I think Dean doesn't get nearly the amount of respect he deserves on this team. I don't think JB talks enough about what Dean does publicly uh, to help this team out, especially defensively. The Brown, uh, the, the Cavs issues, especially early in these games of late, they've been giving up, what, 60, 70 points in these first halves. Their defense has got to clamp down on these uh, these games, these early on in games, so they're not always having to come back from 10 or 15 points down. It just makes the whole game so much more difficult. So if the Cavs could learn how to play a little bit better defense early on, I think that could go a long way. Some people talk about, you know, the injuries here and there and whatnot. They've been dealing with that all season long. Uh, You know, they're professionals, they're NBA, and I know sometimes players take plays off and don't, you know, they don't get go all at it maybe till the end of the third or fourth quarter. But um, Dean was always one of these guys and he always plays tough on defense. And so that I'd like to see him back in the lineup. I think that would really help this team those final um, handful of games. They do have to play the Toronto Raptors upcoming. I think it's um, scheduled for early next week. That'll be a big game right now. The Cavs are, I think, one game up on them. Cavs play tonight um, in a back-to-back. Don't have that, who they got going on tonight, but um, should, should be a good game. So with that, folks, I hope you all have a great, great afternoon. Hope you're catching some of these uh, basketball games. I do want to give a shout-out right now while we're uh, – Recording this, uh, the Hope College Flying Dutch. Yes, the Hope College Flying Dutch. Where's that? Well, Hope College is a small uh, school up in Holland, Michigan. Yes, that's where I graduated from, where my son Alec just graduated from last year as well. And they are the Flying Dutchmen. The uh, the Flying Dutch the women's basketball team is playing currently in the national championship game for Division Three right now over there in Pittsburgh, PA, uh, over at Duquesne University. They they're playing. Uh, uh, Wisconsin whitewash, I think, or whitewater, <laughs> not whitewash. Um, so they got their game on right now. 
And then coming up at three o'clock Eastern, which is about 30 minutes away, the Buffalo Lady Bulls, the, the UB Buffalo Bulls are playing, that's right, the Tennessee Lady Vols down there in Tennessee. They are in the NCAA tournament. This is the fourth time now that the Bulls have gone to the tournament. And uh, my daughter's teams back in the day when she played for the Bulls, uh, they they got to the tournament the first time in 2016. They played, they got in the first round, they played Ohio State, lost to Ohio State, but won the MAC championship. That was a glorious moment. Talked about that before. They did make, the Bulls made it to the all the way to the Sweet 16 where they lost to South Carolina in 2018. So now the Bulls are back. They're playing the Lady Vols. They're a 13 seed going up against the four seed of Tennessee. I will say this, Tennessee's injured. Got a couple players, big players that are injured. Actually, their star uh, point guard for Tennessee uh, used to go to the school that I, I work at uh, down at Columbus Afrocentric, and uh, she has been injured, unfortunately, with an elbow injury. So I don't think she'll be uh, she'll be playing today. But the game is live on at three o'clock on ABC. So check that out if you are a Bulls fan or a fan of women's hoops. All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed this last thirty minutes. I sure did. Hope you like the background if you're watching live um, here on our. Uh, StreamYard. So everybody take care. Have a good rest of your afternoon. March Madness full effect. Can't wait. We'll come to you later this week and we'll have an update on all things that are going on in the Cleveland sports world, including this latest trade of Deshaun Watson to the Browns should be a very entertaining week ahead. Okay, folks, this is the Johnny Cleveland podcast with that. Take care and remember to that's right. Keep smiling.